Hi everyone and welcome to episode 14 of Epilogues and Epiphanies, a show where we'll explore questions about life, the universe, and being a human through the lens of TV and film. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the original Pink masterpiece, Legally Blonde. Um, if you love the Barbie movie or liked it or have an interest in seeing it, I think you'll really like this episode. This episode is so funny because I actually recorded it with Sarah. Um, yes, this episode is featuring Sarah Keller, none other than the in real life Elle Woods herself. Um, and uh, yeah, we recorded this actually two weeks before the Barbie movie came out. And then when I was watching the Barbie movie, and the now infamous monologue came on, I just was flashing back to this conversation that we had and how perfectly in sync we were with that conversation and, and, you know, what it means to be female in today's society. So that being said, it's a good episode. It's a fun episode because this is a fun movie. It's also a messy movie. So this is, you know, a little bit complicated, Um, but we love that. And uh, yeah, so... Today we talk about, you know, the complexity and contradictory nature of being female in the modern society and also the general importance of being true to oneself and, um, you know, just being brave enough to stand out and kind of the significance that that can have. Um, So yeah, without further ado, here's today's episode with Sarah Keller. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us again today. I have with me Dara Keller, and we are going to be talking about Legally Blonde. Sarah, I'm going to throw it to you to tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and whatever you want to share. Everybody has their own approach to it. So whatever you want the 20 people that listen to this show to know about you. (laughs) For our large audience today. I am married and I have three daughters and I am, I teach seventh grade ELA currently on summer break. So I'm in super chill mode right now. Happy to be over here podcasting with my friend Lynn. I'm an Enneagram seven. I feel like people are always interested in what your Enneagram is. I feel like it's Um, fun because like then it helps me understand, oh, that person's I could see how they pay attention to this kind of thing. Like it yeah, interprets a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Cool. And I think, yeah, I think it helps you to understand like why they like certain parts or why those speak mm-hmm. to them. But I also think like maybe we should play a fun game where no one says their Enneagram until after the podcast episode. And be and like, all right, everyone, guess based on the way Sarah yeah. talked about this movie, what was her? I could put this at the end. I could make this game. We could yeah. make the game. That would be really funny. That would be really funny. Be like us what just happened? We just lost like a minute. I don't know. And there's this weird thing at the end. So when I say that Lindsay and I are college friends, what I mean by that is <laughs> we met when my husband was working at the college as the director of student life, which in included like student government and Lindsay was a student at the college. I was like married with kids. College friends is, it can mean a lot of things. And That's uh, what I like to say. We're yeah. college friends. We're college friends and everyone's okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So we are talking about Legally Blonde. Yay. Yes. This is yay. Super Yay. Yes. The thing I think of with this movie is I don't remember what we were discussing, but there was like 
it was some kind of like a binder or like a it was just like a basic item that we were talking about Matt and I like when we were at Target and it was like they had multiple versions and there was like a black one a white one and there was like a really loud like pink one and a purple one I don't remember if it was like a binder or it was basically like something that you would carry around with your person like at work or it was like a coffee mug or something. And there was like a black version, a white version, and this like really like fun, bright pink version. And I was like, I really want, I think it was when I started my new job. And I was like, I really like the pink one the best, but I would take it to work. And I don't like, I don't know. And he's what's wrong with that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if they would think it was like silly. And he's what is like pink stuff like not seen as is it like not serious? I was like, that is the whole plot of Legally Blonde. (laughs) That is the plot of Legally Blonde. That is the plot. You just said it. You just said it. So yeah, just this idea that pink has been co-opted and associated with being feminine and girly and somehow expressing that femininity and girliness means that you can't also possess seriousness and high levels of intelligence and it's ridiculousness and that's the plot of this movie Mm -hmm. because Elle loves pink and she's also a boss boss. yeah so that's like a kind of that's my summary of this movie Sarah what's your quick and dirty version of the legally blonde plot yeah same we have a sorority girl and It's important that she's blonde because there are so many stereotypes in this movie. So we have a blonde, pink-loving, glitter-loving, fun-loving sorority girl who seems to have everything that she wants. She's very carefree and the love of her life. And (laughs) Warner Huntington III is throwing a plot twist in there at dinner. We think she's going to be getting engaged. She thinks she's going to be getting engaged. And instead he breaks up with her and because he wants somebody like more serious. Jerk. Yes. He wants like he jerk. wants a Jackie, not a Marilyn. And so he goes to What a gross to go, thing to say. Oh, seriously. Like, I just talk ridiculous. about stereotypes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. I love when she says, you're breaking up with me because I'm too blonde yeah. that's how ridiculous like, like do this yeah i have been exactly the same what were you doing yeah what like. were you doing yeah so he is going to law school and so after taking some time to wallow she then decides she's gonna go after what she wants which is originally hunter why do i keep calling him hunter is originally warner and then as she proceeds pursues that then she finds a lot of other goals that she other things that she wants besides just a man Mm -hmm. and we find that she's successful all on her own by doing it her way the pink glitter Mm -hmm. sparkle fun way she tries it the the boring black pantsuits but then she obviously is the most successful when she is herself and goes after what she wants yeah Yeah. And I think there's something to that too. It's like the energy I feel like you talked about. She tries the like serious way. Like I feel like the energy that it takes to present differently than you are like can take up too much energy for you to have what you need to do to be like to accomplish anything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's like extra, you, you there's a finite amount of like mental and physical energy and like you're using up some of it to shoehorn yourself and it just, what can you do with that limiter off? Like is her thing. And so I like 
this because I think of people, I think we were talking about this a while back and someone said something about Elle being a bimbo and I was like, no, she's not. She just had very specific interests, but she was the best at those interests. Like whatever she decided to do, like she was top at it. And I also wrote down like the opening scenes where it's like all the close-ups of everything. Do you remember those stick-through necklaces? Like the little, like the flat, like um, silver heart with the little yes. poke through. Oh my gosh, there's such a big deal. I had one. Such yeah, a big not deal. Everyone had course, one. It was like... Such, mine was no, from Claire's, yeah, but yes, I had yes, one. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Same. Yeah, mine was from Claire's absolutely. and it peeled after a month or two, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I thought too was like, I'm watching all of this sorority stuff happen at the beginning and I have a certain kind of feeling that comes up in me when I watch that kind of thing. But I feel like maybe you and like, we both went to a college that did not have sororities as an option. And I'm glad that wasn't a thing I had to think about or deal with. But I could see and maybe I'm putting this on you. But I could see you being like, excited and very into the idea of being a part of sorority. Am I correct in that? Oh, 100%. Yes, 100%. That's what I thought. Okay. I am very much like, the things in life that make me the most happy. (laughs) are when people come together for a common Mm -hmm. cause, but it has to be Mm -hmm. surrounded like with maybe not necessarily competition, but I like when competition's involved, but a fun sort of thing. So I don't know. So I love when I'm like driving and I see other people who have a certain sports team bumper sticker that I like that. And I'm suddenly like, Okay, yeah, you can go in front of me. Sure, because we're on the same team. We're like, I love school spirit. I love like when people like the same things that I do, when people come together. So like sororities, yes. Like I want to be in a sorority. I would want to be a part of it. I would want to be the president of it. Like 100%, I would have been all over it. Yes, It would not feel like pressure to me. It would be like just, I don't know, like a a Super Bowl. I don't know. It would be super fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're also very, I feel like very much more naturally extroverted than me. And so being with those, being with people and like engaging with people like all the time to me is, and you're like, yes. Yes. Because (laughs) they're my people. So there's a difference. You know what I mean? Because those are not just like like a lot of, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you talked about like the, the breakup, like he was such a jerk because he such was leading jerk. into it like like it Ugh. was going to be a, a normal to a really good dinner. Like his behavior leading up yes. to it was, and then he's then he's all saying, basically like he didn't think it was like expected that she would react the way she did. He, right. he was like telling like, her to calm dude, down. And just, I'm like, dude, you just shattered took her, her life. to like, a fancy you- restaurant. And broke up with her in front of an audience. Like, it wasn't anything yeah, private. Like you allowed her to get dressed up in a fancy mm-hmm. dress. She, like, literally spent the whole day wondering what she was going to wear because she thought it was the moment. Like, he mm-hmm. let her believe, like, mm-hmm. this is the moment, yeah. a very important yeah. date. Shows yeah. up, takes her out, like, just, like, schmoozing mm-hmm. all of her sorority friends. And then her sorority sisters. And then when he takes her to the restaurant, he's like calling her Pooh Bear and all like, like he's like being real affectionate still and Yes. Yeah, definitely just, leading you just on this. You still do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. You just don't do that. What a jerk. Oh he's such gosh. a jerk. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Warner. Ew. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was really gross. I also have a theory that he's, I don't know, maybe they say this in the movie. I don't remember exactly. I have a theory that he's like the underachiever of his family. Like that he's like the one that's not up to it. And like yeah. they are saying like, what are you doing? You're, he probably wasn't even getting good grades at the school he was going to, which I'm sure was a lower tier score, school than like his siblings um, who were seemingly all Ivies. And then I'm sure he got in on some nepotism with the law school thing because everybody's gone to law school. And so that's usually how that works. And honestly, not a super impressive person. Not really all that great. I think we even find out, if I'm not mistaken, from Vivian, doesn't she say later in the movie when she and Elle finally call a truce? He got waitlisted, didn't he? He got waitlisted. And so he yeah. didn't get accepted right away. So yeah, I think that we mm-hmm. like know that Warner is not quite the top not, dog he presents no. himself to be. <laughs> no, no, he is not. What is? <laughs> I saw something on the internet that said channel the confidence of a mediocre white man, and yes! I was like, that's it, right Warner there. Huntington the <laughs> third. Yeah. Yeah. But then she, like you said, she turns on this and says, she's very, you can tell she's a very passionate person and she's whatever it takes, like I'm going to do it if I've said this is what I'm going to do. And she Mm -hmm. turns all of her energy, all of her attention, which like would be hard to do when you're like in a sorority, it's senior year, like you want to have fun with all your friends and you were expecting to. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden now I have to gear back up higher than I ever have before for school. That would be super hard. Senioritis was like, I liked school and senioritis was strong. That would be really hard. But then they, I, she obviously probably cuts past some of the, they get a lot of applications. She cut through the noise with her video submission in her bikini, which is interesting. And then they probably accepted her you hear them they're all like some of them are wanting to accept her kind of based on the video and then other people are like i don't know should we and then they actually read her like resume or cv and are like actually on paper she's got it like she's got what we would technically require so i guess we we should so they let her in and then she gets there and she love that scene of the movie though i will say it's really gross it's pretty gross it just it makes me angry and i think because i feel like there is so much truth to it because i i I have mixed feelings i guess i will say because i like Mm -hmm. that she is smart enough Mm -hmm. i also really love that all of her sorority sisters totally jump on board with her there's no like competition or jealousy they're like yeah we're helping you we're gonna help you achieve this so i love that the girls band together help her study do all the things so she gets the scores that she needs she writes the essay she applies and she could have gotten in just based on that like she had she met the Mm -hmm. requirements but then she also included the video which is full of sex appeal, bikinis, like Mm -hmm. all the things. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that really wasn't necessary, but also it might've been necessary. You know what I mean? I like that. Like, I just, I I don't like that she did that, but I also that she did that because that was her life. Like she Mm -hmm. was a pool girl in a bikini drinking Mm -hmm. whatever she's drinking, margaritas in the middle of the day. So I like that she did it her way. Because no one else is sending in videos. Like, yeah, so I'm like, sure. I like that you did it your way. 
But I also think you put in a little bit of sex appeal in I there mean, to make sure you got my, the job. And I think yeah. they chose her because oh, yeah, of the scores and the video. Yeah, and I just for- don't like that. But it's yeah. but I think there's a lot of truth to it. There, There is a lot of truth Ugh. to it. And I have thought about this actually a lot recently of like – all right, sexism is real, misogyny is real. Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, how dare you, L? That's gross, that's bad. But I'm also like, but you live in a world where people don't take you seriously enough. What might you're smart? What might work? Yeah. Use their BS against them basically yeah. to get what get where you need to go. Yeah, it's I think it just know, makes like, me so mad that women still have to do that to get where they oh, want to yeah. go. Oh, for sure. No. Yeah, we shouldn't have to. We should be and able to, like, to turn in the thing and just be considered. But yeah, yeah, no, it definitely makes a difference if you're – like if you look a certain way um, mm-hmm. or like how much effort you put into your appearance versus a guy can just get away with – Oh, yeah, he's not really into that, into like clothes or anything, but he's really good at his job. Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you're really good at your job, but you're not very into clothes, like you're gross. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely a different standard of and I even my my supervisor at my new job, like he we were talking one time and I have had a call with him in the morning that was like really short. And then I had another meeting in the afternoon and he was like, you changed your outfit. And I said, I had a mid-afternoon call with a client where I remembered it was a video call. And so I had to go get presentable a little bit. And he was like, I do feel bad. I feel like there's such a different standard for me and then like you and the other girls in the office. He's because I can probably get away with a clean black t-shirt. And but you guys have to try quite a bit or feel right. like it's not that you have to, but At you least feel like, like feel you like have you to. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's that kind of social expectation a little bit. And yeah. I was like, I said really pj it's okay i've been doing this i've been a girl for this long like it's i'm used to it don't worry about it i'm used to these games not new here but but yeah no it is it's like just a different standard in a lot of ways and she got the scores that she needed to get for her lsats but sometimes it feels like probably she would have had to like to cut past the noise without a video probably have blown those out of the water you know what i mean versus right. like just meeting expectations yeah like for her i do think she is always someone that like goes a little above and beyond like with the little pizzazz like when she s- submits her application or whatever and he's it's on pink paper <laughs> she's yeah and it's scented too gives it a little something extra don't you think like it's pink and it's <laughs> like that's her flair so mm-hmm. i like that the video is like her flair it's her something extra yeah. to get yeah. noticed but it's definitely and complex, I and I don't sure. I just it just feels you know what I'm saying yeah like when yeah. all the guys it, are like oh wow we've not had a fashion yeah. major here before like yeah. suddenly yeah. she's very appealing yeah when it, they see it brings the video. out the gross side of those guys in that room and yeah on the other hand it, and it feels gross because that gross side that I'm talking about is the kind that has been used predatory predatorily yeah. is that a word to subjugate and manipulate women and so Mm -hmm. that makes us feel gross but I think if we maybe think about in this situation that Elle has played the power card and is using it using their grossness to her advantage to get what she wants because she's not in the room with them they're not like she's she's safe like she's just 
basically using their stupidity against them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's complicated. It's very complicated. And I think one thing that I do that we have gotten better at since I was even in high school is slut shaming. Just like anything that has felt like sexual or like basically any expression of showing off your body or any expression of any type of sexual nature about your person like it's kind of, was it was almost like a crime and like you would be called out for it but also we want you to be hot but not too hot because that's not too hot like <laughs> oh, but I do feel like I think it was in me. Yeah, it was in Mean Girls where Tina Fey says, you've got to stop calling each other sluts and whores. It only makes it okay for the guys to do it. And yeah. I think that girls have gotten better as a like a cohort, so to speak, of not. I think a lot of us have realized that we have to check our own sexism against each other and against ourselves, too which is real and complicated and weird, but there's internalized misogyny and we have to check it against ourselves and each other because girls can be sexist against other girls and belittle each other and perpetuate the system that is also holding us down. And it's messy. It's very messy. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is laden with messy. (laughs) Like it's very very fun, but if you think about it, it, which is what we're doing, it's whoa. It's like Mm -hmm. pretty intense. All right. So application video, she gets in and then she shows up and she's bubbly and she's pink. And so people treat her like serious people treat bubbly pink people like they're not very smart and they shouldn't be there. And that is so frustrating to me. I always hate it when like smart people are like mean about being smart. Like I think to me it's and I guess maybe because like I consider myself smart but I like try really hard to never act like I'm the smartest person or treat other people like I'm the smartest person in the room like that I feel like you can be smart it's I I guess to me it's that concept of but if I have not love yeah you can be all these awesome smart great things but if you're a jerk like who cares? Like you're awful to be around and no one's probably going to want to work with you on whatever amazing project or problem you could solve because you can't be kind and like work well with others. And that's what I feel like all these people that she meets on the first day are like, it's just, just nasty, smart people. But I think she, I think she also stands out so much because they're all in their neutral colors mm-hmm. and they're black and they're they're just mm-hmm. very serious people. West Coast versus East Coast. West Coast versus East Coast. So California girl comes flying in here and she is in her pink and her little her dog is with her and mm-hmm. her little blow up hot pink doggy bowl. She is so over the top in her wardrobe mm-hmm. and her her personality and her smile like she just so stands out amongst mm-hmm. everybody on this campus. And I think that's why they treat her that way because they're just – they think she's a joke because she is so different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that she maybe fully understood what she was getting into or the environment she, she was not. about to come into. I don't know that not. she was a frequent traveler to the East Coast because mm-hmm. when they're giving her like her schedule and the map and like all of those mm-hmm. kind of things, she's asking for like her social calendar. Yeah. And so they're like, mm-hmm. that's not really a thing. Yeah. This, <laughs> you know? is not so, a, this is not a world that she's lived in or even been like in. exposed to. 
Yeah. You and hear so her parents I, talk about that too, even. Yeah. They're why like, would why would you, you want to do that? That's for boring people. Like, for boring, boring people. <laughs> I yeah. do love that line. It's for boring it's people. Just, it tells you though a little – that line tells you like – what kind of family and obviously Elle's family's got money, but what kind of money it came from versus right. this kind of East Coast generational you know, old money. Like yeah. 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 <clears throat> very different, yeah. very different new money versus old money kind of dynamics there as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's and well, it's I so think like it's cringy just, and hard to watch sometimes. It really is. But I feel like this is we've all experienced it. Like when mm. you are the outsider trying to come mm-hmm. in to the new group. Mm -hmm. You're just not welcomed. (laughs) Very Mm rick. I have seen this in when we moved to Mount Vernon and I had Kyla was a Mm -hmm. three or whatever. And she was started dance class and preschool and all of these things. And I would sit and talk with all of these parents and I would think these are really great friends. And then there's like Mm -hmm. birthday parties or little play dates and we wouldn't get invited. And I was always like, my feelings were always so hurt by that. And then as I got to know them, I'm like, oh, they have all known each other their whole lives. They grew up Mm -hmm. together. They went to Mm -hmm. high school together. They all went to college. They've lived in the town forever. And I'm the Mm -hmm. outsider coming in. They weren't like trying trying to purposefully exclude me. They just already had their group. Yeah. And the same, I've gone to different schools to teach and like, I did not go to that. I'm not from that town. And it's just Mm -hmm. very hard to break into new Mm -hmm. groups. And I think that is what we see with Elle. She is just not welcome Mm -hmm. in this new group Mm -hmm. right away now. Yeah. It's It's very common. They all might be new to the school, but they're not new to this culture or this like way of life. They've all come more from similar whether it's academic backgrounds or just even like we talked about East Coast. Yeah, I yeah. know. We moved out to Kansas City and I'm going to talk about like culture shock. It's like one of the, <laughs> I think it was like one of the 10th richest counties in the country and everyone had lived there forever yeah. and their family lived there and they were all super, super connected. Yeah. And it just was like, why are you here? We had nothing to offer them. And so yeah. I don't have don't have money like I don't have a cool house for you to come visit I live in an apartment and you have these like McMansions and it just there was nothing about they just all were in their own little zone and yeah and you try to break in you try really hard and then you get shot down and you're just like okay but yeah it's yeah she's trying to like trying to break in and then she goes to the first class and what is that professor's name the female professor I can't remember Oh, I can't remember. I'm blanking on it now because he says it. Her he own. does say it. And she has a nickname too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. I can't remember either. <clears throat> but anyways, that one makes me a little mad. That one feels like a little bit of a girl on girl exclusion. You had to, I understand, Miss Professor, you had to play by these rules and you had to be serious. And I think to some extent you're probably – understanding that this girl is going to have to shave some of this off a little bit or turn it down a little bit because not everyone's going to see her or hear her if she doesn't. But I think there was a kinder way to do it than the way she did it. It was just so publicly shaming in that class. And I was like, we don't need to do that. Like we can, we can pull her aside after class and talk things through. But Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, that was a lot. That was that episode is a lot, and or not that episode, like that scene. And I think I want to think that the professor was like, "This girl is never going to make it if she shows up with a feather pen and a puffy mm-hmm. notebook to mm-hmm. law school. I have to help her be prepared mm-hmm. and let her know yeah. how serious this is." But I. So I want to think that she was like trying to do Ella a favor. That if she did at but, least have good intentions, even if she did it yes, in a really yucky way. But she yeah, was yeah. a real she was just really rude about it. And I think mm-hmm. because she was a woman, I'm like, come on. Can you mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, pull her yeah, aside? I yeah. Think. Can you not like discount but Humiliate again, her in it's probably internalized day. a little bit. She probably doesn't just do that to people in her class. She probably doesn't take other people just out in society as seriously that are like Elle. But Elle yeah, also, that's super. she has been given everything her entire life, it seems, in mm-hmm. terms of her circumstances, I guess. At the beginning, mm-hmm. she has wealthy parents. Not a lot she, of friction. You know, not, yeah, not a lot. And But we do know she does work hard for all of the things. Mm-hmm. She's the president mm-hmm. of her sorority. She's gotten like straight mm-hmm. A's, even though it's history of polka dots. Like, Still, she did the work to pass the class. Like she's, she has worked for the things that she's wanted, that she's known that she's wanted to that point. So maybe we could assume unless she were humiliated, because I think she was humiliated in the restaurant when Warner dumps her in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. That was like her turnaround moment when she was like, okay, I'm going to go after this now. So maybe she had to be humiliated in order to... Because then we like Cut that's when we noise. see her turnaround yeah. to yeah. to like really take this seriously, or not that she didn't take it seriously. I just don't think she knew, yeah. but like for her to figure no. it out, I yeah. don't like that she was humiliated by a woman. But I'm wondering if yeah. that is like the catalyst for L to do what she does. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still don't like the- it. But yeah, the therapist in me wants to believe that there has to be a path to change that doesn't necessitate shame. But I do also know it is sometimes very difficult to cut through the noise for people without something that feels like loud in that way. Yeah. But I, my, like, I feel like my memory of her fine let's do this moment was like she's finally what someone's having a party and she gets in she gets an invite and they tell her it's a costume party and she shows up of course in as the, the l costume as a <laughs> playboy bunny and she doesn't immediately leave because again l's not stupid and she knows she looks good so she parades around a little bit and has some words with people about it and then then she goes to the probably what best buy or something and yeah. she's fine I'm going to just show all you jerks like you can be a nice person and you can do this well and I'm going to do what I've got to do. And she's like in line holding the laptop wearing her outfit and he's just standing there and she's don't ask and he's wasn't gonna. (laughs) Wasn't Um, gonna. (laughs) And he's I'm smarter than that. So that I remember that moment pretty vividly. She was just like fine if you're all going to be jerks I'll show you. And then she you know she gets really over and over that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy. And then let's see, where am I at here? I'm trying to follow my little list of what happens. So there's this really this other professor who seems nicer. There's shades of like closet creepy, in my opinion, in in the early stages. I feel with that Mm -hmm. guy, Professor Callahan, and he but he works at the prestigious law firm, and his internships are basically like 
yeah, if you have on your resume that you interned here, like, and so she's like talking about in her head, she's, it's an inevitability. I'm going to get this internship and I'm just wondering how I'm going to juggle everything. And Warner doesn't, (laughs) he cannot, he's, he's, oh, it's basically he questions her saying, you think you can get it? And she's, oh, you really didn't ever take me seriously, did you? Yeah. And then she's, I feel like that is when she's done with him. Yeah. She's like, all right, you're here now also, but that's about it. I'm not worried about you anymore. I'm yeah. I'm doing this. And yeah, so she, then they have this whole high profile case. And so he takes on a lot more students than he normally would. And so she's working on this. And of course, it's someone she knows. And it's a case related to some personalities and some industries that Elle is familiar with. Brooke, what is it, Wyndham? I don't remember her yeah. last name, but she's basically like yeah, body Wyndham. by body or booty by Brooke <laughs> by or Brooke. something. <laughs> And so she has these workout videos and that's like her thing. And they're working on basically Brooke's husband was murdered. They're trying to figure out what happened. The alibis are not matching up. She like won't share. She shares with Elle, but she's, listen, this could ruin me. And basically this fitness person was getting liposuction. And so she's, I can't tell you my alibi because I will have no life after all of this if People know I got liposuction. So Elle keeps her secret. She keeps the confidentiality, which like kind of earns her a little bit of, oh, you're a little bit hardcore because she wasn't just like willing to divulge it to get the brownie points with the teacher. Which the men did. The right thing. The men freaking did. Yes. So her whole thing is keeping that secret. And then in the midst of all this, she's also doing things like helping Paulette get her dog back, which is her. Paulette um, Paulette is fantastic. So she does find a friend. It's just in a different spot than school. But so let me see here. And then, yeah, she's working on the high profile case. And then I feel like there's some little wins along the way. And then I think Vivian starts to take her seriously because they both are like dealing with the sexism in this field, basically. And Vivian says something like, you notice how he never asks like the guys to go get him like a drink or something. Um, It's always me. It's always um, the girls who are like, asked to yeah, get the coffee. Yeah, always got to be this, do the secretarial stuff, like all that kind of thing. There's just like a default to it. I remember this is slightly off topic, but it's on the, there's just like little n- instinctive divisions of labor that people have that are just innately sexist that we don't think about. And I remember yeah. my first marriage and family class in my master's degree. And there were a lot of people of like different ages and different backgrounds in that class. And this professor was talking about how the division of the housework is not equitable. And this guy who was probably in his fifties, he said, my wife and I both were really good about splitting the chores even and the, and without missing a beat, this professor says, who cleans the toilets? And just was like, stopped. And she's like, yep. Okay. <laughs> Who right. scrubs the toilets? Is it you? I didn't think so. There's just like this kind of hierarchy of the types of tasks that, oh, that's something she'll take care of. And mm-hmm. just instinctively, but yeah, it's, I just, I will always remember that because I was like, oh, it was like literally wow. like my second class period in my master's program. And I was like, oh, I think I like it here. <laughs> it's a really good <laughs> class. 
This is going to be a really good class. So that was really funny. I don't think that guy made it through the program. I think he left pretty early on, actually. But but yeah, just Vivian and Elle bond over some of that stuff of just the little things, the things that aren't necessarily like egregious, but are there. And then gross Professor Callahan makes a move and somehow Vivian sees half of it, but thinks that... L was more like consensual with it and that kind of breaks that bond that was forming and then L's like all out on her own again which is interesting to me we've bonded over the fact that the guys are gross but as soon as you just assume that I was like because I'm this way like I was sleeping my way to the top kind of yeah which is not cool Viv not cool yeah but yeah, and then we get into the court case and Elle comes in clutch. My favorite. <laughs> I'll let you talk about the court case. What do we learn? What, what happens in the court case? I think first of all, I love that this is where she basically comes into like her own, like Elle Wood style. We're going to do this yeah. my way. So yeah. she comes in wearing the pink dress and the pink shoes and her hair's now she's done with the black, done with the serious. And she comes in confident and Brooke is full supporting her. They are Delta New sorority sisters. They've got each other's backs. They're ready for this. And she does have Emmett support too. They're I think this movie does a good job of showing not all guys are sexist yes. jerks. Yes. yes. He was He's there great. for her the whole way and supporting her mm-hmm. and stands up for her when Callahan makes mm-hmm. the move and essentially talks her into coming back and staying mm-hmm. when she's ready to just leave and let Callahan – she's yeah. going to throw everything she's worked for away. Yeah. But He's Emmett like, talks you her – let him win. Yeah, don't do let him that. win. Stay and let me show you how – you can do it your way. And he's the mm-hmm. one who gives her the platform to stand on because mm-hmm. she's not an attorney yet, yep. but, but Emmett is. is. And so he can mm-hmm. be there with her and he does. Mm-hmm. And really risking like his own career too, because mm-hmm. he's a lower attorney compared to Callahan mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of those. So I love Emmett's character in here. And so he supports her when she comes marching into the courtroom and she struggles at first. Like she doesn't know what she's stumbling over her questions yeah, and the he helps her. Is new. Yeah. 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 And he's the one who objects and says different things to really help her gain her confidence. And then of course we know that the daughter of Mr. Wyndham who was murdered is on the stand and she is talking about what she did that day and she went and she got a latte and then she got a perm and then she came home and took a shower and you literally what is it Linda Cardellini also there's so many cool people in this movie and she's just great she's great yeah. She's so great. Latte um, in her perm. Yep. A latte in her perm. She then he took a shower. She's so matter of fact, everything she says. And then you literally see Elle's light bulb. She's like, wait, what? You took a shower? Wait, did mm-hmm. you had a perm and then you took a shower? But wait, you took a shower? She he, like, like really was over. Yes. These are I exactly took the things you did in this order, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah. love it because then we know, like, obviously you you couldn't have mm-hmm. taken a shower because your curls mm-hmm. are still attacked and the, she mm-hmm. starts going on all the scientific background of perms and how this wouldn't 
be the case and all those things. And it's all revolved around beauty and fashion is how Elle ends up like really taking over this case and and it's so fun it's so fun to watch her just yeah I have like a memory yes there's like a memory in my head that I can't quite something yeah and I want to know what it is like by glothalate or something like yeah L Woods (laughs) perm quote perm chemicals because I want the ammonium glyc Ammonium, that's what it is. Ammonium, ammonium thyglocholate. Thyglocholate, And I just have such a vivid – because it's so specific and it's so scientific that she knows it. Yeah, that she knows that. Because isn't the first cardinal rule of perm maintenance that you're forbidden to wet your hair for at least 24 hours after getting a perm at risk of deactivating the ammonium thyglocholate? Thyglocholate. Isn't that like the rule? And then we it's know like, so funny. your stuff. Like even though like yeah. your expertise, yeah. whatever your thing was is, in beauty you know product, it. Like you yep. know it. Like you were the top yeah. of the top. She's in also very. Field. Yeah, she's very perceptive too. Like she's always paying attention to all of the input. What was the oh? There's like a situation earlier in the court case where they're like accusing that Brooke killed her husband because she was having an affair with the pool boy so they bring up the pool boy and then she's like waiting <laughs> in line for the for the drinking fountain and she's like tapping her foot because he's taking a while and he's don't stomp your little last season she's prada shoe at me me honey <laughs> and and she's these aren't last season she's listening, <laughs> but also straight men don't know what my shoes are yeah so, um, yeah. yeah then that's so her like know. all right i think if we like affair, press yeah. in yeah yeah so she's got – I love that. She pays attention because she could have – I think that's important too is like I'll pays attention to what's going on and pays attention to other people. And that is such a key to helping her like both build these alliances but also be a good lawyer. Like she's able to pick up on all those little things. And you were talking about like Emmett and how he's, he's great because he doesn't suck. And it is great <laughs> that he doesn't suck. And it just makes me think of he, – he gives her that platform and – Kind of the idea of women and being marginalized in various ways, like what it, or if you're talking about any marginalized group, like really what it comes down to is someone who already has the privilege and already has the power has to be willing to lend it to them, lend it yeah. to the people that, like, how did we get the right to vote? Men who already had the right to vote had to decide it was important that it was and important to do for it. us to do. Yeah. So it's in that, that. That I don't want to say allyship doesn't feel strong enough, but like that support or I'm trying to think of what the word is almost like you're like spearheading it for people like you're championing them like that championing of people that are disadvantaged when you have a voice or you have a capacity to do something about it is so important because like she wouldn't have been she She would have had all of the stuff, but she literally would not have been able to if he hadn't said, I believe in you, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think that's always a good reminder for me when I think of those kind of situations of what is my my situation? What what are my areas where maybe I have more privilege or more power that I could be figuring out ways to use that to help empower others have it? Yeah. And I think it's important to note too that he also believes her. Like, she's so new, and when she Mm -hmm. says the pool boy is gay, 
like Callahan's like dismissing her. You don't even know what you're talking mm-hmm. about because she is so new. But like Emmett, he not only listens to her, but he believes what she says and credits her and then says, okay, we're going to go with it. And then he gets up and questions like on her tip, on her like word. And then we find out like that was like a major turning point in the case. And I, yeah, I think it's so important that like when people are, don't have the same privilege or advantages or whatever, like they're given the opportunities, but they're also like believed, they're listened to, their ideas are listened to um, with maybe I don't know everything, even though Mm -hmm. I'm the one in power, maybe I did miss something. Mm -hmm. Maybe I I don't know all of it. (laughs) Like you could offer some helpful tips here that can go a long way. And I think that's a really strong point, a strong part in that whole case. And then the movie is just her being listened to and believed in it. And she was right on. Yeah. No, and I think too, even just to think about it from, if you think about it, like in a physical sense of perspective, if someone's higher up on a certain, looking at the same thing and versus someone on the ground, like they're mm-hmm. going to see different things. See different things. And so yeah. when someone says, I see this and they're in a different position than you, to not have your first reaction be, I don't see it, so it must not be real. No, you're up there. They're down here. You just can't see it from where you are. Yeah. And to believe to believe someone when they say it's really hard for a person like me to exist in this context and not just be like, example, a young woman that looks like me who I always say I look like someone's niece like I'm (laughs) I don't look very old I get confused for college students sometimes still or get asked if my parents are home Uh, but versus in a professional setting and versus a 40 something white man who is already maybe in a position of power and authority versus if you're the bottom of the totem pole like and the bottom of the totem pole person in their context, in their position, being who they are, says, hey, this is what it's like down here. And mm-hmm. you say, no, that can't be. I it's don't see right. it. That's, you, of course you don't see it. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So yeah, I think that believing people is huge, especially, especially if they've not given you a reason to not believe them. Yeah. Give people yeah. the benefit of the doubt. We, we talked about it at work. They talked about it even in my interview process, like assuming positive intent. I think Brene Brown says, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's, but I walk through my day better believing it and thinking it when I'm, when I think about people this way, that everyone's doing the best they can to think about things that way. That might not be true, but it (laughs) is better for me and I'm going to make the context better if I'm operating out of that mode versus mistrusting and all those kinds of things. But yeah, I know believing people lending power to people who don't have it. And then, yeah, just seeing outside yourself is honestly what a lot of this is just not being head down in your own world so much that you don't see maybe the needs or even sometimes the bids of connection from other people. Because maybe it's not that you need to give them something. Maybe they just want to be your friend or they want to talk to you and you can benefit from that too. But if you're not paying attention, like you miss it and then yeah. you neither one have that experience and yeah true. Vivian comes back around and which is good and then they obviously win the trial and L goes on to be awesome and what is Warren or 
Warner do? I think he just he graduated. That he is graduates. what they said. They're like Ellen. <laughs> it and was her not offered a job at the law firm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yeah. he's just fine. Yeah. So they have a law um, degree with no job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. His parents, I'm sure, will pay for whatever. I'm sure, he needs. yes. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay in the pool house or something. <laughs> but oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Is it's such a good movie in that like it's I feel like they they threaded the needle so well, and I feel like she plays that part so well. Oh, of, she's like, perfect. She's, yeah. Perfect she's, for this part. You believe she's kind. There are a lot of people yeah. that could have played that part, and you just would have assumed they're a mean girl, but she just – she plays it in a way that's this is who I am but it's not that I'm saying like because I'm this way that means anything about you because yeah. on the other side of things in society like a girl like Elle could be mean to anyone who doesn't look as good as Elle and so I think they um, do a she, really good job of putting her like showing different points through the movie where she is showing kindness. Like obviously with Paulette, yeah. she teaches her the bend and snap. And, and Paulette yeah. is quite a bit older than her. Like they are mm-hmm. unlikely friends. Mm-hmm. She's divorced. Yeah. She's several years older. She's a nail mm-hmm. tech. And Elle is this young, beautiful, like Harvard law student. They're unlikely friends. And they have, mm-hmm. I think, one of the coolest friendships. And she just builds her confidence mm-hmm. to get her dog back, to stand up to her husband, to believe that she is worth something in this life, to go after mm-hmm. the UPS guy. She just is so kind and invests in her like over and over. We see you don't have to be like this young, beautiful sorority sister to be a friend of Elwood's, which mm-hmm. in real life is sometimes the case. We also see her with like her classmate, the tall, awkward guy, when she yeah. sees him try to ask yeah. out one of the girls and they all start laughing at him and she like mm-hmm. steps in and helps him in that situation. And they don't even really know each other. And so she's no, we not. see her standing up for him and it's just, we see her standing up for the lesser over and over throughout. And I love that because we don't, I think one of the stereotypes of the young, beautiful, blonde sorority girl is not that they are nice people yeah, (laughs) or that you have to be like the same as them to be in their circle. And we Mm -hmm. see Elle is, she's humble. She's confident. Eventually she becomes Mm -hmm. more confident, but Mm -hmm. she's not like that. She is a genuinely kind Mm -hmm. and caring person throughout and still able to like ultimately be herself. Yeah. Which I just love. I love how they yeah. I think you're right. They do a really good job of showing that throughout the movie. <clears throat> yeah. I think I think you you touched on something and I think maybe explains why I like that character so much. I don't know that I really thought about Elle being a champion for the underdog, but she is. I just love that so much. That was like me in high school. I didn't care if you annoyed the crap out of me but if like you're the target and it doesn't feel justified or fair I'm gonna tell everyone to sit down and shut up and I didn't really it was one of those things I didn't really know about myself until like I my my best friend in high school was a guy we had gone to school together from kindergarten all the way up and I like jumped in he's all there's Lindsay jumping in for the underdog again and I was I didn't think about this is a thing I do yeah I just did it and I was like I guess I 
do that? Like, I guess I do. But you're right. So can you stop being a jerk? Can you stop being a jerk? Um, Yeah. 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 No, but I do love that about her. Like she, again, she sees people. She's paying attention because she could have just been like, I'm busy. I'm on my way and walked past that guy and not even known what was happening to Mm -hmm. be able to care about it. But she pays attention to people. Yeah, I guess one question I always like to ask, are there like specific moments in this movie where you like really saw yourself or like really resonated more than others? I know we talked broadly about it, but. Wow. I think we've all been in situations where we have felt way out of our league, (laughs) really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome is real. We don't belong Mm -hmm. here. However, we got, it was a mistake. I don't know what I did to get here, but I don't know if I fit in. I felt, I feel Mm -hmm. like just that over like that general theme of it. Mm -hmm. Then even like to the point where other people make you feel like you don't belong, you show up wearing a bunny suit a bunny, a Playboy bunny costume yeah. or whatever yeah. at a dinner party, and you're just like, oh, I'm like, I don't yeah. fit in. I missed the memo. Like, I just, I over and over again, I feel like I don't fit in, and people are laughing at you. Mm-hmm. Then there's the kind person that multiple kind people that say, no, you do belong. And this mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. about you makes you belong. And you just need to know mm-hmm. this about yourself and then just helps you to find your way. And I just think, I feel like I've been in that situation so many times in my life <laughs> where I'm like, I don't know how I got here. I shouldn't be here. This is not where I belong. And then people are like, yeah, you do. This is what you have that you mm-hmm. can bring to the table mm-hmm. and help you believe in yourself. So I think all the times through there. Also, just, you know, I, I would say L is probably also an Enneagram 7. If I had to guess, yes. do you agree? I could see her going either seven or one, but like they're, they also are connected. So they're connected. Yeah. And like when she wants everything to be fun and Mm -hmm. a party and themed Mm -hmm. and I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. That is me. I just, I want to, I want it to be a party. I want to throw Mm -hmm. confetti like when Mm -hmm. and have whirl around in the entryway when I pass a test. I just, I totally see myself in all of that throughout the movie when she's celebrating because that I think we're a lot alike in that way. Yeah. I just, this is just one of my favorite movies and I don't know if it's so quotable. It's got so mm-hmm. many great parts. Mm-hmm. Love like the girls sticking together and helping each mm-hmm. other through all the things that we've talked about. I just think it's such a great movie. Yeah. I just – I feel like I can see my – there are many parts in there mm-hmm. where I can like yeah, really yeah. feel myself fitting, which is probably mm-hmm. why I like it so much. But what about you? Yeah. I think for me, the part where she's – this is a very me characteristic to be like – fine, I'll show you. And then I will burn myself to the ground to show you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? She goes so that hard like, and she like, it's like, all right, you think this you're wrong and here's how wrong. And, and so yeah. I think that scene of like, just like urgency, frustration, like she's in line at Best Buy and she's, I just can't buy this laptop fast yeah. enough. Like, she's yeah. just waiting impatiently. That is you. And like, I think of that <laughs> and yeah. 
And I think too, though, I do feel like this is maybe not a moment, but like that I have, it's the whole theme really of this, like this, this pressure to choose pretty or smart or cute or smart or serious or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a better word for that, but I've always been into like clothes and fashion and all that kind of stuff, but I've also always been too smart for my own good. Riding both sides of that and then having the frustration of just your femininity being in the way of you being taken seriously Mm -hmm. or whether that's because you were dressed really girly or it's just you are a girl Mm -hmm. and that is associated with less seriousness or you know people assume that you're I don't know just even I think I've even just started to just this idea of editing yourself I think is what L is like up against is like the way you are is not the way to do what you're trying to do here so either leave or fix it and she's i will do neither thank you um and i think too just but she also does question that that at first she does she does but i love that she's no that does not work yeah and goes no it doesn't work for her to her yeah because it doesn't work for any of us so i love that she's so strong about that Yeah, she realizes it's not going to work. And then again, back to that, she's not spending that extra energy trying to fit herself somewhere else because, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the struggle of being female in today's society still even is there is no perfect pocket. They want you to think there is, but you'll always be too far on the line of something. Yeah. Whatever the category of thing we're talking about is, they just want you to, society just wants you to keep working to find the pocket so that you're spinning your gears instead of getting shit done, instead of getting stuff done. <laughs> because that's that's it. If you were, if we're busy doing that, like how much, if I'm like trying to balance my checkbook while running a 5K, like I'm probably not going to run very fast. But if I was just running... Maybe I could do okay. But I think this idea of, I also think it gives people, when you choose not to edit yourself, it gives other people permission to not edit themselves. Even if they're not the same as you, they're like, wow, that's a thing that like, normally I feel like most people would be really embarrassed to say they like or like to blah, blah, blah. And she just doesn't care. Or wow, she likes this and also likes this or not trying to put yourself into a box of sorts in any way, I think gives other people because the fact of the matter is none of us fit in any boxes. We all like for lack of a better phrase we all contain multitudes and in showing some more of that like broadness I think we give other people permission to feel like it's normal and okay to both be and express all that broadness and things like I don't know I used to be embarrassed that I liked the Jonas Brothers because I thought people would think I was silly and you know what I don't care if people think they're silly (laughs) Because they're really great and they're also pretty hot <laughs> and it makes me happy. So I don't really care. And, but, yeah, so uh, I, and I think that it, I love what you said. Like it gives people permission to then not edit themselves. But it also gives them, I don't know to, if this sounds right, permission 
are not permission <laughs> to edit you. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. you, you took know, the power away. Yeah, you took their power away. I don't like you, you know what? I like the Jonas brothers, so you're gonna judge me for that? They're not <laughs> because they blame your rude <laughs> joke because it's not funny. Because yeah. it's not funny. Yeah. I think it it works both ways, like for you and for mm-hmm. the other yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sure. really important yeah. too. And definitely we the Keller girls are all fans of the Jonas brothers as well. So we have played their new converted, summer, converted summer baby song yes. all summer. Yes. <laughs> you have yes. successfully converted us. <laughs> Love it. Love it. They sometimes Kyla did a little pocket me. in our Taylor Swift playlist. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So. I, Kyla sent me a TikTok of the Jonas Brothers doing some TikTok dance with another influencer and I before I even looked at who it was and opened it, I said, oh, honey, I've already seen them all. But yeah, no, that's too funny. <laughs> this is like a, a really good movie. I feel like it should be like mandatory viewing if you are a female. You need to watch this and you need to maybe think about it. Like it. then your homework's done. But yeah. yeah, definitely. This was like super fun. I know we've talked about it before a little bit, but to really like drill in and unpack some of those things. And I, I definitely, I knew First of all, I knew you liked like rom-coms and so I was – I knew this would be like – it was one I wanted to talk about and I knew I wanted to talk about it pretty early on and then I knew like it was one – I'm sure Sarah likes it and then also I just feel like you are the real life Elle Woods I think in my life because you're like the – you're like the – you're like the sleeper like that you're so sweet and so nice that people don't know like – how much depth and kindness and all that stuff that's in there too. So I think I, I like mentally in my mind, I think probably maybe ever since college, like in my mind, you've been just like, yes, these people are similar. <laughs> so, I don't even have words um, for that. That is like the I was ultimate say, I that's a compliment. compliment. But, Holy smokes. Yeah. That's no, the ultimate compliment. Uh, wow. It's no, I did. I was like, I know Sarah, I'm sure, likes this movie, but also oh, I feel love like it. it's a Sarah movie. Like, it's <laughs> like, I can't talk about this with anyone else. Yeah. So, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, this was, it was super so fun. fun. Yeah. We'll maybe have to do it with another, maybe we'll have to do a miscongeniality or something else oh, from yeah. of this, this like era yeah. that was like packed with the perfect. Oh, yeah rom-coms there were some heavy hitters we've got to comb through some of those others so many definitely have to do this again yeah uh, absolutely yeah of course anytime thank you so much for having me thanks again for joining me today i hope you'll find some time to think about how you can find ways to be more bravely yourself um i hope you have a great weekend or whatever day of the week this finds you on that you know you make it a great one and um until next time